I'm getting a call from Millipedes. Oh yeah, Millipedes, California. Of, yeah, what do you think the chance of that is a? Uh, Put him on is, the show. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. Hi, this is Scott. Hi, a friend or family member who recently traveled with Marriott recommended you to return- has COVID nineteen. Wait, <laughs> be quiet. Someone from Marriott recommended me. Now to opt out, press two. Now. Oh, uh, I. What should I do? Don't opt out. Don't be crazy. No, that'd be ridiculous. Why would I do that? This. Marriott from Millipedis is Push a bunch me. of buttons so they know that there's a real phone just, number that I'm they just, can get in th- uh, into so that you get on that list forever. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to mash. Oh, it hung up on me. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when you're chores or not. Disneyland is the happiest place on Earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest place on Earth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bob's Lives and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things that Disney Company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about Errata hand gestures for the Haunted Mansion movie, Ewan McGregor falls in love with Obi-Wan again, and Scott falls in love with Ewan McGregor again. Whether a Ben Solo series is a good or bad thing, and in our main segment, we wax nostalgia for the Star Wars toys we grew up with. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host, the Klaatu to my barata, no Aaron, Absolute Humidity no. Robbins. I thought I was the hammerhead to your yak face. You, uh, when we did this, the first take, you said you didn't like hammerhead. No, I said I was be- I'm was. i good being hammerhead because when he eats something, does it seem really big, hammerhead? Or do you think his eyes adjust to make that like a normal size piece of food? Or does everything to him look like it's just enormous? Well, I couldn't eat that whole piece of pizza. Won't go, won't go, won't go. <laughs> the weird thing about hammerhead is that when he eats it, he has yeah. to eat it off the side of his face. He does, but he also has a built-in shelf. So that That's he can just kind of store like. I wonder if he has a slice of pizza. Does he just rest it on his <laughs> yeah, snout? I would. I'd rest a soda up there and yeah. pizza. It's on It's not the really little... a snout as much as it is like it's the, the back of his head. Yeah. He rests on the back of his head, it grabs is. it, and then eats it through the side. It's his swoopy dupe, and that's where you put your food. What yeah. were the other two things you said? I'm from. They were really inside. You can't expect me to know that. Clatu and Barada. Uh huh. Is so, that a Dungeons and Dragons? Campaign? No, those are Star Wars. Those are Star Wars figures. Clatu yeah. and Barada, both of them. Uh, were on Jabba's sail barge in Return of the Jedi. Okay, yeah. yeah. Barada sort of looked like a, oh, I would say a turtle crossed with a pirate. Okay. And uh, and Klaatu, uh, they wearing, made two Klaatu figures, actually. W- wearing the white, which one? Wearing the, like, the white roby thing with the thing in his hair? Who, Barada? Yeah. Barada had a red bandana okay. and sort of like a flowy. Very piratey. Uh, piratey, flowy okay. cream piratey shirt. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, just some sort of like lizard reptilian type face. Do you think there's clothes stores in the Star Wars universe? There has to be. There's a store you go into and they just have fashion and you decide what you want. Or do you pretty much get your clothes when you're born and that's what you have and the clothes grow with you? I think you pick your style. Okay. And I don't think you deviate from your style. But then again, Klaatu, two different outfits. Yeah. And and well-established Princess Leia, multiple outfits. Yeah. So, But if you're Han Solo, you're wearing one outfit. Yeah. 
What a great question. Welcome to episode 26 of Bob Sleds and Banthas. A fun, just a, a fun episode, no guess. We're going to talk casual. about Star Wars toys. Yeah, if you uh, haven't, haven't heard from the first five minutes yeah. of, of intro, we're talking about Star Wars toys today. It's going to be fantastic. That's right. And uh, what else is going on? What else is going on in, we the, in your life? News. We have big news. We have big news. Huge news. We have equally huge news mm. about Bob Sleds and Banthas. I'll be the judge of that. Well, uh, you can be the judge of it while you tell our news listeners. News versus news. About our Patreon. We talk. We have talked to uh, listen. Uh, listeners to the show will know that we have made side comments about Patreon. Yeah, joking comments about it. But then here's what happened. Uh, my oldest daughter, uh, fan of the show, yep. and uh, just the most lovely nerd you'll ever meet in your life. Penultimate just, humidity. Yeah, penultimate yeah. humidity. She's she's fantastic, and uh, she's like, you guys gotta, you guys gotta get that Patreon going. What's what's your problem? And I was like, I don't know. Why, the- why was she asking that? Uh, she's just in. She's into all that culture yeah, okay. of of podcasting, of YouTube channels, of content creators. She's a content creator yep. for herself. She has a YouTube channel that she hand animates two, three minute stories about her life, and she's just amazing. And so she's like, "You gotta, you guys gotta get your Patreon figured out. What's going on with that?" And I was like, "You know, Scott, and I want to make sure we really have some value there, yeah. and we can't really commit to it right now." She's like, "Stop making excuses and get down and make your Patreon <laughs> yeah. account." Yeah, it's, that's sort of like more like a millennial and younger thing. <laughs> yeah. We don't really understand that. Yeah, and she didn't. Accept she was like, that. "Are you gonna take your life seriously for once?" And I'm like, "I guess." And I she guess. was like, "You sit down at that computer, old man. You and make the, your Patreon." And then she called your dad over. Yeah. to make you feel worse about your life. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I so I set it up, and I was like, "This this this feels." like okay like we can make content and so last week we actually produced content there's uh, a behind the scenes segment yeah. of the Jim Hill interview which is funny tells a story about Olaf and Josh Gad and yeah. the stuffed animal in there uh, which you can hear there's and then, a great video that you shot last week too yeah and then I put together a vlog of just getting ready for that episode yeah. and and you heard a little bit on that episode about the uh, just our trouble finding a place to record that week right. and so you get to see that video being uh, and accosted received, by track stars been received positively and then there's a video from this week and probably we'll do a behind the scenes segment so you should head over to patreon.com slash bobsleds and banthas. That's the URL. We would love it if you became a patron. You don't have to become a patron. Of course, of course the, we're going to keep showing up every single week with Bobsleds and Banthas. But if you wanted a little bit more of Aaron and Scott, you want to see some behind the scenes stuff, you know, we, we put a Patreon up there. So we would love it if you joined us. Uh, the other really big news that I wanted to talk about was we are on uh, Amazon Podcast now. Amazon oh, good. just launched their podcast uh, platform this week. And we are on there, and we are actually the number seven Disneyland podcast on Amazon right now. Okay. Which is crazy. Okay, I'm trying to decide if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's such a new platform, I was hoping for number one. I was hoping for number one, too. But I think we are in striking range of getting to number one. Okay. So I want to to mobilize the Bantha Tears. Mobilize the Bantha Tears. Do not leave iTunes, Bantha Tears. Don't leave iTunes. (laughs) Just listen to each episode twice. This is additive, folks. (laughs) Okay? Additive. Additive. So you want to download to iTunes, and you want to go over to Amazon and like Bob Says and Banthas. You don't have to listen to it on Amazon. Just like it so that we uh, we rise up in the rankings of the Disneyland podcast. I think it would be just a splendid idea to get number one on Amazon. Like, that's like being big in Bulgaria. But nevertheless, hey. it would be really fun to say we're number one on Amazon for Disneyland podcast. How about we uh, How about we yodel in the news? I'm feeling pretty okay with it. Are you feeling warm? Yeah. I'm feeling warm. We, we have, have lots of news to get so to. We have so much to yodel in. We probably better start yodeling. Let's yodel it. It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Do you see that Yoda joke, the Yodel joke on the Instagram? Yeah, somebody tagged us on that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. What is Yoda's last name? Lehihu. Lehihu, yeah. 
And I thought, that's what I thought. Yeah. What did you think? Did you laugh out loud? Did I'd you go written fall? a joke similar? I, I tried to written a knock knock joke about yodeling. Go for it. Wait, so I say knock knock. Who's there? Yodelehi. Yodelehi. Who? See, it's not bad. It's I can't good. be the first one that came up with that. You are the first one that came up with that. No, but I did come up with putting toothpaste in your toothbrush handle instead of in a tube. Me and every other eight-year-old growing up in the 80s. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, errata hand gestures. Oh, no. What did you do? Errata hand gestures. We need to correct something that we uh, we mentioned in, in episode 24 when we were talking about the news. We were talking about the new Haunted Mansion movie. Yeah. We mentioned that there was a new writer attached to it. Her name is Katie Dippold. Or yeah. Dippold. I'm not yep. sure exactly how you pronounce it. And we talked about like uh, what her pedigree was. We mentioned that she had written Ghostbusters. And we had also talked about... Benice, not Benicio del Toro. I just did it myself. Yeah, the del Toro. Uh, we talked about uh, Guillermo del Toro yeah. and how he was attached to yeah. produce. Uh oh. Errata hand gestures. Oh no. One thing. Yikes. Del Toro is out. Benicio or Guillermo. Both of them. Both of them. No more of the bull. Both of them. The bulls are gone. They're both gone. Oh, they, no. they weren't gone. Katie Dippold, yes, did write Ghostbusters. And we had said, well, Ghostbusters is coming out next year. We'll have to see how it is. Yeah. No, she wrote 2016's. 2016. Okay, the all female one or the, the, all the female. female Ghostbusters? Not the, all female, but if you were to, one, yeah. if you were to look it up, it's Ghostbusters colon answer the call. Answer the call. I believe is the way that you refer okay. to that. So this is. So she wrote that, and based on that. Uh, oh my she, gosh! I fixed it. It's a haunted mansion colon no bull. Keep going with your story. I'm, I'm happy that you interrupted me for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not listening at all. I'm paying was, attention to things I want to talk about. <laughs> Keep going. Good. At any rate, uh, Katie Zippold, she uh, did Ghostbusters answer the call. Yeah. Also, I think you all can also call it Ghostbusters colon no bull. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and did some Parks and Rec stuff. I'm just wondering whether or not that changes your opinion on what you are hoping for out of a Haunted Mansion movie. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, the thing that really really did it for me there was the she did some Parks and Rec stuff that you did with some kind of like minor hand quotey stuff or whatever you're doing. So yeah. that, that excites me. Yeah, I'm a Parks and Rec fan, Office fan. A lot of people don't like The Office. They don't get it. They're not they're not really she sticking did. to it. But it depends on what episodes of Parks and Rec she did. But that's a good show. She did the uh, it's on the, uh, the tip of my nose. It's on the tip of my hammerhead like head. She did the pit. She did the the donkey. Little, yes, little the Bas- horse. Little Sebastian. Little, little Sebastian. Little Sebastian? Sebastian? Okay, well, she, then I'm excited about the hunt. She wrote Little Sebastian on Parks and Rec. I'm good. What else you got there? That was the end of the uh, errata? Erda? That was the end of the errata. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's talk about how everybody and their mother is asking Governor Gavin Newsom of California, yeah. for those of you who don't know, to reopen Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, that includes Disneyland itself. Yeah. Uh, it also includes Disneyland's theme park association. Okay, what's that though? What's the theme park association? That is uh, cast members. That is no. That is uh, the uh, so it's a trade organization that represents Disney, uh, you, basically all the theme parks: oh, okay. Disney, Universal, Six Flags, SeaWorld, Knotts, and Legoland. Huh. They are called the California Attractions and Parks Association, hmm. and they made a statement earlier in the week that said California's amusement parks urge the governor to issue amusement park guidelines expeditiously that's a good word yeah so these vital community attractions can reopen their doors in a responsible manner and get residents back to work that's a very like crafted sentence yeah. to just say hey people want to go to disneyland yeah can you just open up disneyland can it's you important tell them what they got to do like what 
what's they got to do to go to Disneyland? I just wonder if like, and I've never met Gavin Newsom for more than just a few minutes, but you met him for a few minutes. No, I haven't met him oh, at all. Okay. Oh, so but, you haven't met him for more than a few minutes. Yeah, I haven't met him for you any also minutes. Have, <laughs> I have not met him for any of the minutes. But I wonder if that's an accurate statement. I yeah, just want to make clear. A guy like that's so involved in politics. I wonder if one of his people are like, we got to get the theme park uh, guidelines up, and he's like, what? What's a theme park? And they're like, there's this whole place where you go, and there's attractions, and he's just like, oh, you mean a winery? <laughs> no, 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 no. They have rides. It's for kids. On oh, kids. What are I'm, those? But kids don't enjoy wineries. Yeah, and it's just, he can't get the guidelines out because the concept of, of, of what of a theme park is. is is just blowing his he's mind. He's like, I'm going to open zoos. Yeah. <laughs> you like caged animals. So uh, everybody it, wants this to open. Everybody no. wants it to open. Anaheim. The yeah. city of Anaheim this week called on Governor Newsom to reopen Disneyland, Disney, California. After taking a hundred million dollar shortfall, city spokesperson Mike Light um, uh, for for Anaheim. Yeah, the city spokesperson. Uh, I don't I don't know what uh, he's the the spokesperson for the city of Anaheim. When the city of Anaheim needs to speak, he Mike will, Leister is the one who speaks. He will be the one that that does the voice. He gets up, he dusts off the Anaheim. Oh, I'm Anaheim. <laughs> How's it going? No, no, no. You just sit down, Anaheim. Mike Le- Leister's here. Oh, and he gets up and dusts off the microphone that just has a big. Uh, yeah a big sign on it that says Anaheim. And he says, what we need is guidance and an economic recovery roadmap so we know that we won't go from coronavirus to a second great recession. And then he sits down. Okay. So I want Disneyland to open as much as anybody, right? But I feel like the the harder the thing is to re-shut down does require some level of like, you know, thinking like opening up salons and then closing salons back down. That's one thing. Opening up a theme park where people are booking vacations and they're coming like that to, sh- to shut that down again yeah. would be a big deal. So I, I am, I, you know, I'm, I lean more towards the, this is ridiculous. Let's get it open side. But I also understand that's a major, major attraction with multi that's, that's, that's industry within industries within industries. That, that's not an easy thing to just undo if you open it back up. And so I, I don't understand the delay, but I understand it is a big thing. Counterpoint. Oh, Every one of those organizations that yeah. is calling on the governor to open up, yeah. they have demonstrated in other states their capacity to totally. do this. Yeah. And so, so you're saying, what's the big deal with California? What makes it so special? What up with California? What up with California? What yeah. up with California? Yeah. It should open at this point. Uh, and the city of Anaheim is, I mean, $100 million in the past six months. That's that's not chump change. I mean, yeah, that no, is, that's, that's serious. Seri- that's serious money that the city was planning on. I think we're close. If I'm just I'm putting my finger up in the air to see which way the wind's blowing, I think I think we're close. My big question is, am I am I going to be able to go and do some reporting for Bob Sleds and Banthas when it opens? Am I going to be actually able to get tickets, or is is there going to be such a backlog? You're going that- down. We're going to do this. Yeah? You're, we're, we're you don't gonna- think there's going to be some kind of backlog and, and stuff where I actually can't get a ticket till June of next year? Aaron, we are Bobsas and Banthas. Oh, I forgot about that. We are Amazon's number seven that's Disneyland true. podcast. Yeah, that's the How shirt. are they not going to return Get the our shirt calls? at Public, guys. Number seven in Bulgaria. That's right. Uh, I mean, they're they're going to fall over themselves yeah. to allow us. We'll, we'll talk about this seriously offline because I really want to go, and I'm very worried that I'm not going to be able to actually get a ticket. Uh, just uh, putting a button on this. Gavin Newsom says California is, quote, getting closer to reopening Disneyland. Yeah. So... Way to go, Gavin. Getting closer every day. Every single day. That's how time works. <laughs> That's right. Mandalorian season two trailer yeah. came out. Did you watch it? No. Hey, why did when I are you telling people here that I don't like Mandalorian 2? How come every time I walk around this place of business, people come up to me and go, Hey, Mandalorian 2's coming out, huh? What's up with that? I, I'm not doing anything. Okay. I'm not seeding anybody's opinions on uh on w- w- you liking or not liking the Did Mandalorian. you watch the trailer? I did watch the trailer. How, how did you feel about it? 
I'm looking forward to the season to season two. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say I'm looking forward to season three. I'm I no 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 I'm not looking forward to season three. I'm looking forward to see this is my concern about Mandalorian okay. season two right now. I have nothing except for the trailer to go on. Yeah. There's just I loved season one. Okay. Yeah. This is the difference between you and I. Yeah. I loved season yeah. one. I thought season one was so much fun. It wasn't amazing all the way, it wasn't consistently amazing, but it was amazing to yeah. me. I loved it. So they have lightning in a bottle okay. with Mandalorian season yeah. one. My concern is they know they have lightning in the bottle yep, then and they're like, happen. we need to do, we need to do this again with season yep. two. And, uh, and, and then they lose all sorts of focus or yeah. they, or they're like, oh, baby Yoda was the whole reason why people loved season one. Right. So now we're just doing baby Yoda stories all the time. Uh, I don't want it to be that this way. This tends to happen. It people does tend to happen. don't know why. They don't understand what that lightning was. They just right. know that it is. And so they go, people like lightning. We should just make it brighter. Let's just make it brighter. Yeah. And then people like, oh, no, now I'm blinded. Like, we'll have every other shot be Baby Yoda. Now, having said that, I have full faith yeah. in guys like Dave Filoni and... Favreau? Favreau. Yeah. Full faith that they understand... They, those two guys understand star wars like they understand the reason why they love star wars and it is the reason why i love star wars yeah and so i really do have faith that they will be able to pull it out but you know we'll just have to wait and see i'm gonna give you the mandalorian 2 teaser trailer and you're gonna give me a live reaction to what you think of whether or not this is good or not are you ready i'm gonna give it to you verbally so are you ready well you're gonna describe yeah the i'm gonna describe to it did you watch it do you no, watch no, the trailer? i'm describing to you a better one Oh, okay. The one I just made up right now. Okay, all right. We're starting with like a tatooine shot, you know, just empty sort of desert yes, dust. they did. Uh, Keep ma- going. Mountains in the background. Yep. Uh, a ship kind of flies by in the background. You're like, what's that? Yep. And then the Mandalorian steps into the frame, shoulders high, his helmet's just right there. Uh-huh. No movement or ever. He's just, he's just looking at the camera for a long period of time. Uh, and then he raises his hand inside of his his gloved hand is some sort of like clicky device. Yep. Uh, he clicks it. A button, his, sort of button. Yeah, just a, a button. Yep. Still no emotion, no head movement. Just clicks a button. His helmet and head turn into an LED lit disco ball, and music starts. Yeah. Playing. Okay. And, and you mean sort of like a Daft Punk type of yeah, situation? Yeah, yeah. Very much like his yep. helmet is now just like thumping with LED synchronized okay. lights. Right. And very um, disco-y. So I was, this took a very right turn that <laughs> right. I was not expecting. Right. Still no still no emotion though. Then the frame twists uh, upside, it rotates oh, yeah. upside down and you learn that the Mandalorian is actually being hung by his feet uh, and he's in some sort of like desert themed club and people are having a good time. <laughs> having a good time. Your reaction, Scott Storm. I wasn't with you. Mm. And then I got back on board. <laughs> you got back on board. I lost you. I back. Then I you brought lost you back. me. I got back on board. Right on. That's something I want to watch. I'm I'm curious. How does that all happen? Where I where no is he? Idea. Why does that happen? Yeah, he's with Ganja Club. Ganja Club. <laughs> yeah, the best worst name of I a group it. of people in Star Wars. Is Tell that Ganja to Ganja Club. Club. Ganja Club. Oh, so great. Hey, um, I will say in the Mandalorian season two trailer, something that you will appreciate. Yeah. Flat out Bantha. Oh, really? Right Second on. Second shot, flat out Bantha. Yeah, right on. Uh, and, and a Tusken Raider riding him. Oh, fantastic. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, they're on Tatooine. With a gaffy stick? I think they probably have it. There probably is a gaffy stick. Nice. I didn't notice whether there was a gaffy stick in there, but cool. likely. So uh, we're going to do a fun thing here. Oh, fun. Yeah, we're going to do a fun thing. I love fun things in the evening. I love fun things <laughs> throughout the day. day. Okay. So Ewan McGregor did a interview yeah. for the Empire... Uh, movies, Empire Movies, uh, their podcast. Okay. And they got into talking about Star Wars and specifically about his involvement on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series yeah. that they're going to be shooting for 
uh, Disney Plus that's coming up pretty soon. Yeah. I thought it would be fun to listen to some of that interview. Oh, fun. And get our reactions to oh, it. So like again, it. if you want to hear the entire thing, you should go over to Empire at empireonline.com mm-hmm. or just download the Empire podcast. The most recent episode is with Ewan McGregor to hear the whole thing. How come we but, didn't get to sit down with Ewan McGregor? Hey, I'm working on okay. it. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm working up to it. Let's take a listen to this. So the first clip is he's talking about... Uh, his excitement behind Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we're going to live listen to this and I'm going to get your live reaction. Yeah. The Star Wars um, project's different in that uh, it's been, it's just been a long time and it's been a long time coming in terms of me speaking with them about it and, and now sort of in development with them on it. And it's, it is, I don't know. I think it's true to say that I'm sort of more excited about doing this one than, than I, certainly I'm more excited about doing this one than I was doing the second and third one that we did before. Because <laughs> 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 I, because I'm just, I'm just excited about um, working with Deborah and um, Deborah Chow and the and the storylines are going to be really good. I think, and I'm just I'm excited to play him again. I don't know. It's been it's been long enough since I played him before. I love Ewan McGregor. I could listen to him read the phone book. Yeah. Uh, and I just love the the appreciation that he has for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I, I hear a genuine in- excitement in him hmm, about wanting to revisit this character. What do you think? Uh, I thought uh, I thought I heard just the tiniest bit of like frustration. Just, really? Yeah, just a, a late, sort of like it sounds like this is a big property. Uh, that has lots of people involved with it, and it's hard to get things actually moving forward. And I'm yeah. sure that's been complicated. So it seemed like there was a little bit of that, which I I can understand. Uh, and then yeah, a, a genuine excitement to get back yeah. into into Obi Wan, the character, and seemed like he was you know pretty excited about the person who was going to be doing the writing for the stories, yeah. which I think is good. Uh, he also he also uh, shared a little bit about his experience uh, doing the prequels and how he understood that they weren't very well received, but that other people that you, younger kids that were watching the, the, those movies for the first times that they love them and his reaction to them. So uh, listen to this and tell me what you think. But now this, this all these years later, now I'm, now I'm really aware of what our films meant to you know, the, the, the generation they were sort of made for, which was the children of, of the, uh, that time. And they really like them. So I've, I'm sort of, I've, I've met people who really, they mean a lot to them, those films, you know, and they more so than the original three. And I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? But they, <laughs> They really like them, and so I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm more excited about it in a way. Uh, when he says I'm more excited about it, he's talking about reprising that role from yeah. that from that time period of the Star Wars uh, movies. I think I think it's interesting that uh, you know Star Wars itself comes out clean. Nobody's ever seen anything like yep. that before, so it has just a fan base. It doesn't have a lot of negative fan base. It just has a fan base, and so it's easier to be a star. No, I don't say it's easier, but it's more clean to be a star sure. from that movie because there's not... The prequels, uh, for everybody that loves them, there's at least one person that doesn't. That's right. just a more complicated thing as a celebrity, as a as a creative... Um, because like they say, like for every, you know, for every negative comment about yourself, you need 10 positive ones to yep. sort of emotionally offset that. I need 20. That. Yeah, 20 yep. for you. <laughs> right. And and so I, I, I appreciated that, you know, I like these being pro, you know, I like these being positive about it, that he's ready to get back in the character because yeah. uh, Obi-Wan, and I'm going to say Qui-Gon Jinn, I like Qui-Gon Jinn, but Obi-Wan is pro- probably one of 
the better characters 100%. In, yeah, in that whole thing. Yes. So I think that's a, a good thing. But I just I just imagine that feels so unfair to put, not unfair, it feels challenging to put so much into a creative role, into a character, and then be like, these people love it, and there's an equally large group that hate it. Like, right. It just seems like, okay, like we've heard the criticism. It's fun to make fun of. Can we stop that part, though, and just move th- forward yeah. with the part that, that t- people do like it? These are movies that were made, and they didn't live up to it. You wanted them to be, but at some point in time, it'd be nice to just let them live as art and move on with it. For me, I loved... I mean, it, Obi-Wan's character was the best part of the, of the prequels. Pretty much. And and the, the challenge that I have with the prequels is that they don't allow that character to breathe in any yeah. way that I think that their character is just to breathe in those prequels. And so the idea of revisiting this character and and having the entire narrative of a six-episode season be focused completely on this character, I feel like it, it justifies... Uh, it justifies the value of the character in Star Wars, the story, and also the value of the actors who played him, both Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, so if you want to listen to more of Ewan McGregor, you can check out the Empire podcast to hear the full interview. Right on. Or you can just stay tuned to Bob Floods and Banthas for 200 more episodes. That's when we should have him booked, probably. Easily. Episode by, 226. Uh, 226. Yep. He's definitely coming on episode 226. Hey, Aaron, let's do a fun, let's do a fun, fun thing. Oh, I do like a fun, fun thing? things. I, I like them do. any time of day. I, you do? Yeah, I do now. You've converted oh, me. God, I've convinced fun you. is good all the time. Fun is good all the time. Yeah. Screen Rant did a fun post mm-hmm. that was called Star Wars, five reasons why a Ben Solo spinoff series is a good idea and five why it's not. Oh. That's a clickbait title. Yeah. That's a good clickbait title. Number four will really shock That's you. That's right. You'll be shocked. Now, bear in mind... No one is talking about a Ben Solo spinoff series. Yeah. But I clicked on it. Okay. And I thought, this would be fun. This would be right. fun to get ben your feelings for why. Solo. Ben Solo, also known as Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren. Kylo Ren is way too heavy a figure to, to get a series, but keep going. Ben Solo, not Kylo Ren. Okay. Fine. So this would be a pre-Kylo Ren series. Okay. About Ben Solo. Groovy. I'm going to give you five reasons for why it's a good idea. And five for why it's not. Okay. And you tell me, agree, um, disagree. I'll tell you if they're valid or not. Yeah, there we go. Valid, invalid. Good idea. Ben Solo didn't get much screen time because by the time Kylo Ren turns and you have Ben Solo, he dies shortly thereafter. Uh, Kylo Ren didn't get much screen time. Not a valid reason. Sometimes the lack of screen time adds to the mystery. Uh, the shark in Jaws gets almost no screen time. No, sc- but no is the time. most scary thing that existed in the 70s. So Did screen love. time does not dictate importance. Fair enough. Fair enough. Number nine, bad idea. He's not as interesting as Kylo Ren. Agree? Is it invalid or, or valid? Don't know the answer to that question. Uh, yeah, because it sounds like to- he's actually more interesting than Kylo Ren because there's struggle. He is good and he's in the midst of being of figuring out that that is not what he wants to be. So I actually think that might be more interesting. So you would want to see a series yeah. because of that reason. Yeah. That okay. Would be, so not a good valid reason. Yeah. Let's make that more complicated. A uh, good idea. It provides life after death. Screen Rant says it could take place prior to his fall to the dark side as at Snoke's hand, or it could occur after he becomes one with the force and taking place in the world between worlds a mystical plane that exists within the force. Sure. 
I'm going to go ahead and just say I'm going to disagree with everything Screen Rant is saying. I, 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 I don't believe you can <laughs> categorically. Ask, yeah, just I don't think that you can ask people to suspend the the knowledge of what they know about the character in the future. Agreed. So when, when people do prequels like that and the character ends up having a horrific death or a very sad death later and you're just like, that hasn't happened yet. The audience is never like, okay, well, I'll just watch this knowing that that doesn't happen. They know what happens and they react differently. So not a valid reason. Bad idea. Mm-hmm. Disney has other characters to focus on like okay. Obi-Wan. I actually, yeah. The Mandalorian. And Cassie and Andor. I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. That's that's valid. A good idea. A new actor can play him. I don't know why this is a good idea, but the screen rant says, here's a good idea. You can get a younger actor and cast him as Ben Solo. That that is that is the way casting works. Yeah. I yeah. I, I, I that is not a reason to They say Finn Wolfhard. By that logic, we can say that he was a clone, have fifty of them, and we can hire fifty actors. As many actors as we want. As we want, yeah. We could uh, just duplicate the same actor too. Yeah. I think they just meant to send that to accounting and they actually put that in their article. Maybe. Maybe. Uh last one, bad idea, Adam Driver may not return. So they're saying like, oh, good idea, you could get a Finn Wolfhard, the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah. And he could play a young Ben Solo. Which one is he in Stranger Things? Uh, he's the one that looks like Adam Driver. He's Mike. He's oh, okay. my, the, the main yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but the bad idea is that you might not get Adam Driver to return, so therefore you shouldn't cast somebody other than Adam Driver. I'm very confused by this article. I'm gonna yeah. okay. I'm gonna admit to you right now. I'm gonna go ahead and just say no Ben Solo series. Yeah, yeah. I get behind no Ben Solo series. Number seven on Amazon, guys. Let's keep this train going. Woo woo! Hey, we're gonna take a break. A quick break. Uh, we're going to eat some cookies. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Star Wars toys that we grew up with, the things that we love about them, the things that we wish other people could enjoy about them. We're going to talk about toys. What more do you toys. want? You don't need an intro for That's that. You toys. All right. We're going to take a quick break, eat a cookie. We'll be back. Yay. Are we really eating cookies? We're eating cookies. Good. From Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection, it's Millennium Falcon that you put together. Batteries not included. Nice landing, Han Solo. Uh-oh, come on, Chewbacca. Stormtroopers are coming. Action figures each sold separately. Got them on radar. I'll fire the laser cannon. There's even a hidden storage hatch. Ready for takeoff. Jump to light speed. We're gone. On to the Death Star. Millennium Falcon from Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately. Hey, we're back. We're back. And we're talking, I don't know about you, Banthetier. Oh, yes. Aaron and I, Yep. we're children of the 80s. That is true. And what that means is the greatest time to be a child. I think so. You have Star Wars, Masters of the Universe, G.I. Joe, Transformers. Yeah. Silverhawks. Oh, something called a toy aisle, where you go into a store and there's just, your mom goes shopping, your dad goes shopping, and then you retreat to the toy aisle and that's where you live for the next Something called minutes. a Toys R Us. Yeah. An entire store dedicated to toy aisles. The point is, is that yeah. you could get a lot of those in Toys the R 80, Us. Yeah, the 80s were fantastic. But none of them. None of them. None of them held a candle to Star Wars. That is true. Star Wars is the one that started all of them. Yep. Maybe not G.I. Joe, but certainly because G.I. Joe uh, as an action doll existed older. before Star Wars. But G.I. Joe... Uh, in the modern version that we know, G.I. Joe, was directly influenced Absolutely. as a Star Wars competitor. Absolutely. As a kid growing up in the 80s, you had three types of friends. You had people that uh, liked G.I. Joe yep. and Star Wars yep. and had both. You had your G.I. Joe only kids and your Star Wars kids. There were no other type of kids. There what was, about Transformers kids? Where did uh, they fit? They, they, they fit in. They, they, they would also either be a G.I. Joe kid or as there, there was no just Transformer kid. That kid also had either G.I. Joe or Star Wars. True. That's true. I was a Star Wars only kid. Me too. Uh, I had no, did you have no G.I. Joe? I had, 
maybe five yeah. G.I. Joe figures. I had one because I thought I was supposed to. And then I was like, I don't like these. These look Who like was it? these uh I don't know, some some dude, some good guy. Oh yeah. You know, awesome. Right? Like I seriously remember like this guy has a real looking gun. I don't like that. I don't I don't want to play with this toy. So like, I, w- I was primarily a Star Wars kid. Me too. And then Transformers. Star Wars and yeah, Transformers for me. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and He-Man, Masters of the Universe. Those no are the, He-Man for you me. You didn't have Masters of the Universe? You know that about me. I, I, oh, that's I didn't true. Have, you had no idea who any, Battle Cat yeah, was. Yeah, I didn't have any of those toys. What came first? Mm. Your love of Star Wars or your love of Star Wars action figures? That that's an amazing. That sounds like such an easy question. That's an yeah. amazingly hard question. It is to a hard question. Answer because uh, they came out very like their timeframes are very similar. Yes, uh, I'm. I am very young when Star Wars comes out, so the ability for Star Wars to to hit as a first experience. I'm not ten when that's happening. Right. I mean, I'm very young. Right. Um. So I would say. Man, they are so parallel. What a difficult question uh, uh, to say. I would say my love of Star Wars, though, the movie. Yeah. I, 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 I watched it enough. I was familiar with it enough. But man, those toys took up more of my time. That's for sure. Yeah, for I sure. I played with the toys more than I watched the movie. My recollection, um, I have clear memories of playing with the toys before seeing the movies. Oh, interesting. But I was very well aware. I mean, my first action figure, My, uh, do you remember your first Star Wars action figure? Uh, no. Mine was, uh, Luke in X-Wing, uh, the X-Wing, yeah. uh, fighter. No, well, I mean, yes, he was in the X-Wing fighter. I wanted to say Luke in this X-Wing costume. I don't think that's right. I also don't think uh, it's right to say uniform. It's it, definitely not right to say costume. It's his flight suit. It's his flight suit. Yeah. He was in his X-Wing flight suit. That's yeah. what it is. So How, wait, why do you remember your first one? Why, why is that? Why, why do you have a first one that you remember? So I remember, you know, I must've been four five, something like that. I remember going to visit my aunt, my great aunt. She lived on a farm and I'm going to go ahead and call her cool aunt. She was cool aunt. She was cool aunt. My aunt low. Okay. She was aunt low. She lived on a farm and my mother and my aunt took me to, I think a flea market. Oh wow. And at that flea market, they had action figures. And I remember one of them buying me Luke yeah. And that was my action figure that I played with. Like and loose bag Luke or did Luke or did you get him in like a did it come in the Kenner the the shell pack? That's that, I the bubble pack. The the recollection that I have was that it was just like a loose Luke. So your first toy was somebody else's toy. I think it may have been. Wow, okay. And I remember going back to her house and that's what I played with. I had Luke as an action figure. Interesting. And I remember the uh you know, the, the, the holes in the bottoms of their feet yeah. for where you could uh, put them on the pegs. So put they them stand on the pegs. Yeah. I remember, I don't know if you ever did this. It'd be curious because again, yeah. you, you grew up on the other side of the country from me. Yeah. Did you use those as uh, like jet boots? Like they could fly? Absolutely not. You didn't? No, never, never oh, dawned yeah. on me. Yeah. So those were, uh, those were like their rocket boots. So I made, <laughs> Interesting. I, I made those like little rocket, rocket jets that come yeah, out. Was, yeah. Rocket jets. That right came on. Out. Uh, so that was my first Star Wars action figure. I don't know if this is true for you, but a lot of my days would be involved with watching Star Wars the movie and then immediately go, going and playing. Like it was sort of broken up and like I'm going to do this passive sort of entertainment thing, but then I'm immediately going to go into like play mode after that. Huh. And so my question for you is when you were playing Star Wars as a kid, are you making up brand new? Are these just action figures to create a story and imagination that are not in the Star Wars universe or certainly not part of canon? Or are you the kind of kid that's replaying some of the scenes and you, you keep it more in the Star Wars universe? What What is your Star Wars toy playing it was always new stories. Okay. I, I never recreated. I think the reason why I never cr- recreated is because I didn't have enough of the figures to actually recreate a scene. Right. Like I would have a play set or I would have certain figures and we'll go through this when we're talking about sort of the figures that we yeah. we remember that we loved or the ones that we, we wish we had. I remember I, I went to my grandmother's 
And my grandmother had a, a, a like a, a beach, like you, you were like a member of a beach yeah. in Michigan. And so, uh, so we would go to that beach and go swimming. And I remember there was a kid there that had his Star Wars action figures. <laughs> Enough Star Wars to bring some to the sandy beach. <laughs> like literally, I played with this kid because he had action figures and then walked back to his mom's car and he opened up the trunk and this can't be the this can't be real. Yeah. But my memory is that he had the Millennium Falcon and like 25 stormtroopers yeah. and a full like you know you do you remember the box of the Millennium Falcon how it sort of had the diorama set up where you'd have it it would show the Millennium Falcon, and then it would show figures around it. Yeah. Like, it yeah, was yeah, like yeah, that yeah. recreated yeah. scene, but- He was with, that kid that could recreate commercials. Yes, with a legion of stormtroopers, and I remember that like that blowing my mind. Take me to the beach. I want to play Tatooine. I'm not doing it in the backyard. It's not realistic, man. I don't want my sandbox. Yeah. I want a beach. I need beach for this, to get scale. That's funny. Yeah, I never, I never recreated the scenes ever. You I, I, I was, uh, I was pretty big on not introducing other toy lines into my play session. Sure, right. Like I wanted to keep it that. Yep. But uh, if we're going to be completely honest, and I think we should on this podcast, it's about time. I pretty much only played uh, with Princess Leia. Like that was my main thing. Really? Yeah. I, I really because I wanted the two guys to be like, like, like I always, yeah, I always wanted to create a love triangle. That's all I was interested in. It was like a love triangle in Mos Eisley Cantina on the, yeah, and it was just like, I, so I ended up doing a lot of. You just had. Uh, you just your yours were ro- it was a romantic comedy all the time. That is that is totally me. I'm very much into romantic comedies. I'm, you I'm, love romantic comedies. I'm secure with that. Yeah. You love sci-fi based romantic comedies. You That's even one. better. Is there one? There is in Little Aaron Robin's mind. Uh, you, there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it, it, continuing to be honest. Yeah. Since we're be since we're being really honest, I don't think I owned a Princess Leia. Really. The, the, I was trying to think, I was thinking about this earlier in the week when we were doing show prep and I was trying to remember, I have one now okay. because, uh, because I went through my, you're 40, of course. I'm 40. Yeah, of course. in my twenties, I, I recollected a lot of the action figures yeah. that, uh, that I think, uh, you know, had the same fate that most of us had. In yeah. That's that what, age. that's what, uh, was the genesis for this episode of both, both you and I do not have our original collections. Yeah. Had yeah. good, pretty decent collections. Right. I mean, I'd say my medium-sized collection, and I don't have... I may have a gun, a plastic laser gun stuck in my Legos somewhere, but I do not have okay. anything of my original so you, Okay, so you don't have... And you never uh, went to go back and try to try to buy them again or anything like that? No, I, I did a little bit of collecting, not a okay. lot. Not in here. That's why I'm so interested in in what that what that actually feels like when you do that, because part of it is, you know, the importance of the actual toy. Sure. I, like, I remember this leg kind of getting scuffed. Right. I remember that versus just having it. And some of the things I wanted to have... But I didn't do nearly the collecting that you did, and I'm not interested in it. Yeah, uh, I went through. I mean, I think like like most of us our age, at some point, all of those things get sold in a garage sale yeah. or donated or just yeah. thrown out. Yep. And so I remember. Oh, I'm sorry, you wanted those? Yeah. Uh, you don't play with them anymore. You're 20 <laughs> years old. You have no idea how much emotional value <laughs> exactly. that has. And so I, I remember having a conversation with my mom where it was like, "Why did you sell everything?" And yeah. she said, "Because it was just there were toys that you didn't play with anymore." Yeah. And, uh, and, and I was in college at the time and I thought, I love Star Wars yeah. and, and made the decision that I was going to try to start recollecting as much as yeah. I could, the stuff that I had and then the stuff that I always wanted. So right. yeah, I spent, I spent my twenties doing that. Do you have standards for collecting? Will you only get stuff that's in box or you just, what is it? What is your theme to your Star Wars building up your new Star Wars collection? Well, my, my stuff now is just whatever I could get my hands on. Okay. So it has to be in good condition. Yeah. Like I'm not going to get a, a, you know, a yellow, 
a yellowed stormtrooper because right. I, I don't want that. Right. It's the new Star Wars land speeder. Wow! Looks like it's floating. The sand people are coming. It's up to Luke Skywalker and his land speeder to get us out. Action figures each sold separately. The land speeder has a snap open space hatch, and Star Wars action figures R two D two and C three PO fit right in back. Hurry, they're dancing. Activate spring glide wheels. The force goes with us. Yeah. Kenner's new Star Wars land speeder. Action figures each sold separately. So let's talk about sure. the figures that you had, that you, yeah. your favorite figures growing up. Uh, maybe the favorite figures that you owned and the favorite figures yeah. that you wanted to own. Let's just let's just uh, let's do let's, let's do fast and loose, man. It's let's like, go let's, fast let's and make loose. This, like, I'm not going to talk just about figures, but things. Star, Star Wars, Wars toys. Yeah, Star, Star Wars, Wars toys, toys that I had. Right. I'll start off with just the uh, mine builds in sort of emotion, I guess. Uh, the I played a lot with that land speeder. Oh and, yeah, and here's 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 my, the 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 Luke Brown Tatooine Land Speeder, uh, which if you want to get it now on eBay, here's the thing I, I was gonna say we should do the prices, but the thing is if it's a Star Wars toy and it's loose leaf, not in a box, played with, yeah, it's gonna be somewhere between twenty five and a hundred dollars, right. kind of any. Right. If it's in the box, it's gonna be somewhere between one hundred seventy five and the most expensive Star Wars toy uh, was sold was one hundred eighty five thousand eight hundred fifty dollars. Uh, can I can I guess what that is? Yeah. Is it for? Is it a prototype? Yes. Okay, so it's the Boba Fett firing, uh, yeah. firing rocket prototype. The Boba Fett firing rocket prototype sold for one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. So the prices started for in a box thing. Uh, started a couple hundred bucks. Started a couple hundred bucks and yeah. go go up depending on what it is. Everything else, you know, is is, is priced in the twenty-five to one hundred dollar sure. range depending. Uh, but I love that land speeder. Let me ask you a question about it. it. Had wheels on the bottom. It did. Correct. Did those wheels bounce at all? Were they yes. Any? Okay. It was. Uh, those were retractable. Okay. And uh, and in the center console console of the a uh, land speeder. There was a little black lever that you could pull back, and those wheels were on a rubber band, and they would retract into right, uh, the land right. speeder, which was a really cool effect because when you had it parked, you could just have it without wheels. Right. But then you could, when you wanted to to make it zoom, make it zoom. You could put the wheels down and then zoom it across the floor. Yeah, it was and, great and great. And it great had a thing. it had a front windshield that yep. detached, and so that's how you judge your friends as they either still had their windshield yep, right. or, or they had lost their windshield. Exactly. That's that was my uh, that was my first thing that I just that was part of every play yeah. session with thing and I think it was because the wheels bounced. Yeah, the wheels. No, bounced. Nothing to do with the toy. I just loved the the very kinetic. tactile. It had a very yeah, tactile yeah, very tactile kind yep. of feeling to it. What's yep. your uh, what's your your turn? Uh, if we're building up in like emotional yeah. resonance, mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. One of the ones that I loved was the Tauntaun. Yeah, uh, from Empire Strikes Back. And the reason why I love that one, they, it came in two different versions. Mm-hmm. There was the original Tauntaun. And then there was the sliced belly tauntaun. And I had the original tauntaun. The reason why I love that was it just was like the perfect, it's sort of like similar to the land speeder. It just had this perfect vehicle feel to it. Yeah. It was perfectly proportioned for those action figures. Yeah. And I loved the little, it had a little retractable trap door. Yeah. uh, That Uh, you would push the the saddle would normally be, but no, there was a saddle on it, but it had a, it had like a, I remember, I remember pushing that thing down. I also think I remember getting my index fingers stuck. You absolutely did. (laughs) Is that a thing? Yep. You absolutely did. Right. Because that thing, that thing. Oh my gosh. So many memories. So yeah. This is very uh, healing for me. It is. Good. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. You would put your finger into the saddle. What's in there? And it was hollow. And then that door uh, had a, a tension spring on it. Yeah. So that you would you would put a, an action figure into it, and so that they could ride it. And the yeah. cool thing about that saddle was that the the legs uh, were molded onto the side of the saddle. So when you put the action figure yes. in, it looked like they were straight like, like a Halloween costume, like a Halloween costume. Yeah. yeah. All right, my next one uh, is something called the mini rigs. Uh, yes. Yeah, the mini rigs were. Uh, 
they were selling a lot of Star Wars toys, and they were uh, kind of expensive. So they, uh, who was it that did this? I'm gonna Kenner. This. this guy named Mark uh, Mark Birdeau started no, Kenner. This- <laughs> so- I'm sorry. I, I, st- I stepped on your whole thing. It's funny. This guy named Mark Bordeaux started designing these things called the mini rigs, the Star Wars mini rigs for Kenner uh, in 1981. And they were like, they were like vehicles that looked like vehicles were in the movie, kind of, but, but it had nothing to do, but with, nothing to do with them. That's right. And if the minions uh, from Despicable Me made the, those vehicles, yes. that's what they looked like. And I had a bunch of, I had a bunch of these things. Can I, I guess, can I guess your favorite one? I, none of them were my favorite okay, one, but, okay. but go ahead and guess. I don't know the names of them. Uh, the, the one there, there are two that I that I recall. Yeah. I don't. I never owned any mini rigs. Okay, I had them. What were they called? Mini rigs. Mini rigs. Yeah. I never owned any mini rigs. Uh, I had friends that had them. Yeah. The one that I remember the clearest was the one that had like barrel wheels yep, on it yep, that then would the stand up. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I have described him as is like, it's like a stormtroopers driving like a high heel with curling irons on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, or something. Very much so. And they just look ridiculous. They're not in the right scale. They were cheaper. Uh, and the only reason I remember them is they'd always be in my to- toy pile. Yes. And I, I'd always think to myself like, oh, if I get desperate, I'll use that thing. But if I have it's to last. I have to. <laughs> if this story demands it, maybe. I think, uh, by the way, for our listeners, a lot of these things that we're talking about, we will post images on our oh, Instagram good. so you can follow along because, of course, we're talking about a very visual thing yeah. uh, over an auditory medium. Like There you go. What do you got? Uh, another one from Empire Strikes Back would be Luke in his Bespin gear. Uh, so the original Luke Skywalker was mm-hmm. an interesting figure. It had the retractable, the, the, the telescoping yeah. lightsaber, yellow lightsaber, telescoping yeah. yellow lightsaber in his hand. In his hand. A little, then, uh, little rectangular piece of plastic that you would, uh, shove up his wrist that's and right. then it would come out. That's right. And yeah, if you, cool. if you lost that, you could throw a toothpick in it and make oh, the toothpick the lightsaber. Very resourceful. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, but, but then in Empire Strikes Back, they released a, uh, Luke and Bespin fatigues and he had a... I think it was a yellow lightsaber again, but it was a but it was just a loose lightsaber, right? And then a blaster. And I just always love. I I I think my favorite Luke outfit is probably those Bespin fatigues. I love the way he looked in them. I love that he you know you he had this this look of a, of a resourceful pilot who had a blaster on his side, but then he was also blessed with this mystical yeah you know laser sword totally. And so I just love that figure, and that was one of the ones that I always played with. Number uh, four for me, we're going to do like five of these because there's one, uh, is the uh, the Endorian speeder bike. Yes. And I, and I still consider that. It's not my favorite. It's not the most special, but to me, it's the best. It is for me, it's the, that is the best Star Wars toy was the Endorian speeder bike because uh, it exploded. Yes. Uh, the biker scouts to me were something that I was, I just, they were my favorite quote unquote villain. 100%. There was just something so amazing about their design. Yep. I loved everything about them. I loved those bikes and the Endorian speeder bike, the way you, you had to put it together and fit it together. Uh, and the, like, uh, the stopper legs retracted on it. Yep. And then you pressed the cargo pack on the back. There was like a brown cargo pack and the whole thing blew apart in three and, pieces. Yeah. 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 Yep. Three. You had the, yeah, you had the, the front, uh, stabilizer. Yep. Yep. And then the, the, the main engine. Yep. And then the, 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 I bottom like pegs, the, the, the bottom, bottom pegs, pegs, and then the top saddle part, and then the other part. That's right. Clicked into place there, and uh, that was one that I loved so much, and I love that character and guy that I did recollect that one, and did I you? Bought, I bought an inbox Endorian speeder. Oh, did you and, really? Yeah. Oh my and I was gosh, like, that's dude, so I'm cool. I'm the lamest person ever. I'm like, I'm never. I'm going to keep this in the box. I love it. And then one day, I was just like. I'm going to play with this. And I took it out. No, (laughs) are you kidding me? Oh yeah. No, I took it out and played with it for years. What is wrong with you? Something clearly. I didn't do this when I was young. I did this at like 32. You wait, you had a, you had a sealed box in Dorian speeder bike. Yes. 
that you took out of vintage 1983, yeah, 1983 that you took out of the box to play with. Yes. One day I decided like I, a little part of I'm me, so you sorry. literally, you literally killed a little part of me it with your worse. Words. I lost it. Oh no. <laughs> I lost it. No. Are you kidding I me? I recollected it, bought a box version. I want to pay. I don't, I don't want to tell you, maybe this doesn't go on the podcast. I think I made $175 for it or something. And you opened and it? And I opened it to play with it. Do you? At 32 years now, old. Now listen. Uh, okay. Okay. I was making internet money at the time. The, was that was that your uh, your uh, pets.com yeah, money? Is that's that what when, that was? That's when I started pets.com with a Z. <laughs> Z. We sold animal only Pez machines. Pez machines, yeah. yes. The the collector in me is dying yeah. as you're telling me this because I'm so sorry. Uh because there there is there is a part of me that just is very driven by maintaining the thing in its right. in its, in a its finite form. number of them. Right. However, there is the other argument, yeah. which I totally understand, which is these things were these things were not made to be collected. These yeah. things were made to be played with. Yeah, I just happen to not be that person. Yeah. Like it's so hard for me to hear that you had an original boxed uh, uh, speeder bike. Yeah, that you ripped open the package. Did you throw the box away too? No, I kept the box. Okay, I I had a, the Star Wars toys like you were very personal to me. Yeah. I love those toys. Those were stories about love and relationships for me. That's where I learned about all that stuff. Was playing Star Wars. And then I, I asked my mom where I was, and she said, um, some movers looked at your Star Wars toys and liked them, and they looked like they needed them more than you did. So I just... <laughs> just <laughs> that was the story yeah, she just, gave you? So they're just with some college kids. Some college kids are like, these are cool. And I'm like, they knew what they were, mom. Like, And she's like, they look like they want them. They're college the kids. The college kids wanna... needed them more than you yeah. did. And so I gave them all of your Star like, Wars toys. Like, what year was this? When all of your uh, Star Wars so, toys were, yeah, were given to college children guys? 92. One. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like you were, yeah. So you were in high school at that point. Yeah. Yep. In high school. Yeah. Because, uh, because certainly the college kids needed them more than the yeah. high school kid did. Yeah. <laughs> the high school kid. He's I don't not know what story they told them, but she's like, yeah, I gave them, I gave them, I gave them to those movers. They, oh they liked them. They asked for them and you don't, you know, you don't play with them. They've been in a box forever and you know, they were in the box for safekeeping though. They were in the box. So I knew where they always were. And so for me, the, the Indorian speeder bike was the focus of all that. And so I bought it and I felt great about having it, but, but I didn't, I don't, I don't want to own a boxed Indorian speeder bike. I wanted to be, you know, seven years old one more time. And for me, that was worth $175 to open up something that can never be made. And I just played with it and I thought maybe it would just be a one-time thing, but I wanted to be seven again. And I had the money at the time to do it. And so I opened it up a mint and I played with it and I kept it on my shelf, uh, on a design shelf next to me for years and years and Every day I would explode that thing and put it back together multiple times. I loved playing with it. I played with it differently as a 30-year-old. I just loved the mechanics of exploding it. And then we moved and then I had kids and I'm like, where the heck is that thing? I'm you so are, sorry. You are a horrible person. I know that. You're a, you're a horrible monster. Mm -hmm. You're a horrible monster of a man yeah. that I am recoiling from I as know. you're telling me the story. Therapy is expensive. Opening up an Indorian speeder bike is relatively cheap. I... I I just, I'm so... You're having a problem with it, I can I tell really you. am. I'm I having an emotional response to There's it. There's nothing I can do about it now. I might No, have you don't even know where it is. <laughs> You're so right. I your don't mom, have any idea you know, where it your is. Your mom was right to give those away. You You're don't deserve right. those toys. Right. Yep, totally. I gotta move on. <laughs> please, I gotta move on. Please do. I did, I did love that Endorian speeder bike. I didn't own one. I always wanted oh, to own one. Oh, I have... <laughs> you had one. <laughs> I had two. You had two. Uh, you don't know where either of them are now. I always wanted one of those. I also uh, always wanted the, the uh the the scout trooper, my favorite yeah. style of stormtrooper. I Absolutely. never owned a scout trooper either. Huh. The Adet Walker. Again, you had it? Oh, you got it for Yes, I got it for Christmas. Yeah. I was eight years old. Yeah. Uh it was the one more gift uh yeah. that my parents had. It, I had opened up the gifts. It was sitting behind, it was hiding behind the couch. It was already assembled, it was out of the box. 
um, and it had a, a red bow on it, and uh, batteries were in it and everything like that. And that is just, that's one of those, I, I, I had, you know, I had some good vehicles. Like yeah. I had the Falcon, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Adat was one of them. I had the, the Death Star playset at one point. Wow. Not um, super cool though, to be honest with you. No, it's not. It's a weird playset. It is a weird playset. We'll talk about that okay. in a moment. Uh, and so, so I had some of those, what you would call them tent, sort of tent pole, yeah. uh, you know, big presents. The Adat though, just to this day, is still one of my favorite toys I've ever gotten. <laughs> uh, it had such a, uh, you know, it carries such a nostalgic and, um, happy, happy experience for me, uh, that I, I, I still love it. I still um, love it. It was the, when you went over to somebody's house, I mean, it was, that, that was the, that was like, you yeah, got this, I got this. Oh, and I have an ad at, you'd be like, oh, okay, you win. Like, it was, it was the, <laughs> is that right? Yeah. The, the ad at was, so I was that kid. It was, yeah. You, okay. you wanted somebody that had an ad at, that ad at was just a remarkable toy and was a, it was a, it was a symbol of achievement in the toy world. There was a little, that. there was a little puppeteering, uh, involved yeah. in that too, because you would Remember open up chin guns moved or, yeah. or transparent, translucent yep. to some degree or and, something. And you would open up the cargo door in the main body yeah. and there was a little hand in, uh, that led to the head oh, and you wow. could swivel it back and forth and make it go up and down. So there's yeah. a little bit of a puppeteering thing and then it had a button on it that when you press the button, it triggered the chin guns yeah. uh, that lit up and moved and everything like that. My next one, and this can bring up an interesting little point, is uh, the Imperial Troop Transport. Yes. Um, and I'll tell you, I have a weird reason why I liked it, but this is a gray sort of like you know, you, you put troops on the side, six, three on the side, little buckets set on the side. Yep. Thing. It's got this little weird driving compartment. Uh, something like it appears in Hoth, the base of Hoth, I think. It's not the same thing, but something kind of like a troop transport yep. ship shows in Hoth. Different, though. Yeah, different. Yeah. And the Imperials are never shown with it anywhere. No. Yet it makes it, a, it makes it as a toy, as if this thing was in the movie. It's not in the movies. The only thing close to it, I think, is on Hoth. It's an original release vehicle, too. Right, it's, it's, it's an original release vehicle. Like, hey, this is, a, this is a thing that was in the movies, except for it was never in the right. movies. I didn't like it for any of those reasons. I didn't play with it for those reasons. It had a four red prong dial on the top that played music. Yeah. Uh, and if you busted some of the springs out in a specific way, you could get the notes on it to repeat. And I used it. That, that, that is the first, my, my first musical instrument was an Imperial Troop Transport. Is that right? Because you can make beats with it and you could make little like little sound effect things and i didn't have uh didn't it have dialogue too couldn't you press i think so yeah yeah Yeah. it had i think it had some kind of announcement thing on it but you could go like like i loved it man uh do you know that they actually made that canon yeah uh, they showed it in mandalorian right mandalorian and they also introduced it in star wars rebels okay uh and 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 the way the toy was set up where you had troops sort of sitting on the side of this yeah. thing ridiculous a complete you're looking for cannon. something to shoot it's right <laughs> it's here on the side just unguarded target practice yeah. for stormtroopers uh, and then i think yeah. they're ma- I, I saw images it looked like they're making it as a mando toy like like it's going to oh cool like they're making a very sl- a slicker like battle damaged version of oh, that's it neat. Yeah, i guess so let's go back to the death star playset okay for the playset itself weird yeah three levels yep had like a giant Death Star gun that I think would explode. I think you could blow it up. Uh-huh. Had the the, the That's cool. The second level uh had a bridge yeah. that was out with a little uh a little grappling hook that you could swing characters could across scene, yeah. from. And I believe that also had I believe it also had pegs that you could put on like uh like levers. So you could make Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fight. fight. Okay. Right. But the, 
and that place that, and it had a big cardboard back be, uh, behind it that right. most people lost again, uh, in terms of what type of friend do you have right. uh, with the windshield, no windshield, this is what type of friend do you have cardboard back or did they get rid of the cardboard yeah. back of the Death Star playset? But the most amazing thing about that was the, uh, the garbage chute. So they had the garbage chute and you'd fall into the trash compactor and you would have your characters in the trash compactor. Did it come with trash? It came with little foam blocks oh, that were trash. Awesome. And it came with a green plastic Dianoga, okay. which is the alien that is inside the trash yeah, compactor. The little eye monster. The little eye monster. And so you would you would put the uh you'd drop your figures into the trash compactor with these foam blocks and the Dianoga, and then it had a vice, um a lever that would trigger sort of a vice within the trash compactor so that the walls would start closing. So the walls would slowly close, and then when we got to a certain point, uh, there was like a trap door that was on the other side that would open up and the, and the character amazing. would be able to spring out. So the whole Death Star playset, not that remarkable. I had one friend that had it, and I just remember going over to it and being like, where's the rest of it? And he's like, what do you mean? This is everything. I was like, I know, but where's like the walls? Like, where's the rest there, of there this wasn't, toy? There wasn't any of that. Yeah, it was like the Death Star scaffolding playset. But if I could get that trash compactor yeah. and the Dianoga and the uh, and the and the the foam trash that went with that, yeah. that would be such a fun collector's, like a very obscure collector's yeah. piece to have. Totally. You put that on, you put that in your office and people are like, what is that? And you're like, let me tell you a story. Let's play. Yeah, let's play. Yeah. Bring over your speeder bike. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My last one uh, in, this is uh, going to have a little bit of a story with it. Uh, in the 1990s, uh, a company called Galoob, which is spelled the way I just pronounced yep. it, Galoob. I think that's also an onomatopoeia. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, they did these micro machine play sets. Yes. Uh, which people are familiar with. The They were made of plastic and sort of a rubbery thing and not cool. Uh, Kenner actually did it before them. A guy named Rudy Rudy Vap, a sculptor named Rudy Vap, um, did it in I think the late '80s or mid '80s, and they, and they were die cast. Yep. So they were the they were the micro they were micro versions of of set of sets of the Hoth battle scene yes. of of stuff. Uh, but everything was die cast. It was all metal, and it was amazing. Amazing. And uh, at the time, I was uh, I was going through uh, a period where I'd been kind of diagnosed with dyslexia and and having like a ton of trouble in school. Just I was just not doing well. I was going to a, a Catholic school. Just had just moved to a out of the Catholic school system, which was not super accepting of uh, people like of myself. A kid with dyslexia. Yeah, that. My mom uh, to get me to do my homework and do all these exercises that were supposed to strengthen my. My mom created this marble jar. Uh, and so when I would when I would do good, when I would do well, she would put a marble in it. When it hit this certain line, I got to buy this one of the like any set I wanted from this Star Wars thing the, from the micro line. Yeah, from the micro line. Yeah. And, it, and it's just what I love. And so I remember having this this sort of connection with Star Wars uh, and sort of trying to become a better student and understand yeah. sort of this this thing that I had uh, those just sort of going together. And, and I can remember her just bringing those home, like buying them, bring them home. Like that's the one I want. And just how quality like the characters felt. Which and set did you have or which set? I had no, I had a number of them. I had three or four of them. The one I played with most was the Hoth. It was that. Oh yeah. Set. Yeah. I played with that. Oh Hoth man, that's a great set. Uh, had, and it had the, it had the snow troopers in them, which are sort of and like, the Wampa, the big, uh, the big die cast Wampa. Did yeah, you have that yep, one? Yep. I yep. had all that. And I believe uh, the ion, uh, the, yeah, uh, the force shield exploded yeah, or something, the, yep, something yep. like that. Uh, but I just remember how well made the, that felt and how heavy yes. it felt and how it allowed you to get a scale. Uh, and, and while I was playing with it, it also reminded me like, you can, you can do this. Like you can read a book. You're going to, you're going to be yeah, okay. This You'll is your reward it. for good work. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the micro sets I always wanted and yeah. I never had them. I had an ad at 
I mean, so mm-hmm. I'm not sweating it. But uh, <laughs> but I always wanted the yeah, things ended up okay for you. Yeah, I mean, it all came out okay. Yeah. Uh, but the micro sets I always wanted, especially the the Bespin ones. There were one of my one of my favorites. It's hard for me to pick a favorite when yeah. you're talking about these things. But one of my favorites, hands down, Yoda. Just the Yoda action figure. It's it's just so it is the it's so representative yeah. of that entire line. Small the cloth robes, yeah. the little cane, the orange snake that goes around his neck, uh, just everything about. It. And then he has, and then when you take the robes off, he's got this little plastic belt that has like, it looks like some sort of like tool, and maybe there's a lightsaber. I mean, it wasn't a lightsaber at the time. We didn't. Right. recognize it as a lightsaber, but I think you could take a look at it and go like, oh, that's probably a lightsaber. That's yeah, his little lightsaber. Um, just a very intricately designed, very small action figure. And like I said, just sort of quintessential Star Wars. Just yeah. love that thing. And I had the Dagobah playset as well. And in the Dagobah playset, you, uh, it had a Yoda's hut in it and uh, a little area where you could make uh, Luke go through his force. Yeah. Uh, and they just sold everything from that movie. Man, they did. Do you think we can do one after the boringest scene in this movie? Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. You want to do something uh, You want to do something in that cave? Yeah, in, the, in the swamp? You mean the one where they just talked for a half an hour? Yeah. yeah we, I, I mock something up on that. All right. Yeah. I think kids want to play talk. How about the, how about the okay. hallway in Hoth? Can we do something in the hallway in Hoth? Yeah, de- definitely. The kissy hallway? Yeah, that kissy oh, hallway. We can, can do, we do lots that? in there. Awesome. Uh, we can save a lot of money because all we have to do is just mold it in white plastic. Yeah, we have to paint it. Yeah. It yeah, comes we, out done. Yeah, exactly. From Kenner's Star Wars collection comes the Stormtrooper, the Sand People, and all 20 action figures, including new Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, and more, each sold separately. And now, Boba Fett, Star Wars villain with his laser rifle. Boba Fett is not yet available in stores, but you can get him free with four proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. Details on specially marked packs at participating stores. Offer ends May 31st. Star Wars action figures sold separately from Kenner. Uh, do you have any ones that you always wanted or ones that you, you would want now? Let's let's do that. Okay. How about let's ones that them. you would really want now or ones that you always wanted? Um, my cousin had uh, a snow speeder, and that is my second favorite vehicle in love all of Star one. Wars. Yes. Uh, and so when I go over there, I would I would monopolize the snow speeder sure. because I love the design of that vehicle. Yep. Uh, I've had some metal ones in in my older years, just I just that is a fantastically designed, it's a great, wonderful great vehicle. Dual um, dual cockpits. Yeah, I just love yeah. everything about it. Um, so I wanted that. Never owned one myself. Uh, surprisingly, I never owned a Tie Fighter, the full scale Tie Fighter with the, yeah. where the wings blew off, yep. uh, the side things blew off. I yep. never had one of those. Uh, and I always wanted the and never got. I wanted because the commercial just sold the heck out of it. The Ewok Village with the yes. hang glider that dropped the rocks. Matt Skidinger. Oh, the hang. Oh, the hang glider. Yeah, were those sold separately? Yes. Okay. There was a Ewok Village, and then there was the hang glider. They sold that and hang a catapult. glider. There was yeah, a catapult you were too. like, man, I got to get my hand. I got to drop some rocks on some stormtroopers. Yeah. I got to, and I never had anything from the Ewok Village. Max Skidinger. Yeah, lived across the street from me. Listener of the show. I I hope so. Yeah, me too, Matt. I Come hope on. he is. Uh, man, it would be amazing if Matt Skidinger sued uh, us <laughs> all these years <laughs> that would later. Be amazing. Uh, and Matt Skidinger grew up across the street from me. Uh, he was, he was the kid. He was two years younger than I was. He was the kid that I played with every single day Okay. in, uh, in summer. Um, I would go over to his house first thing in the morning in the summer. We'd spend all day over there, uh, until lunchtime and then come over to my house and play all day long. And, uh, and he had the, the Ewok village yeah. and that was one of those like, man, that's a great set. Yeah, that's an amazing totally. set. So yeah, I always coveted the Ewok village. Never had yeah. it. Tell me some of the ones you wanted. Uh, well, I mentioned the micro sets. I always wanted the micro sets. Yeah. Uh, one of the other ones that I just absolutely always wanted was the, uh, Imperial shuttle. 
Oh uh, yeah, uh, just mm-hmm. that thing was a beast of a of a vehicle. The tri-winged Emperor's shuttle yep. thing. Yeah, came out in uh, for Return of the Jedi. Huge. That thing is huge, yeah. especially when you unfold it. When you have the full the full wingspan, that thing is gigantic. Like I don't know how a seven year old to ten year old boy is supposed to wield that thing. Right. Uh, just really really heavy. I but blew me away. I ended up finding one when I was oh, in wow. my 20s. Not complete. Um, it's missing the it's missing the cover of the cockpit and it's missing uh, one of the guns. Oh, wow. Uh, but, I, but I have it. Okay. And, uh, and it is as impressive uh, as, as I uh, dreamed it would be when oh, I was wow, a kid. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. That was one of the ones that I just always loved. Yeah. I always loved it. You got another one that no, you- I shared all three of mine. I don't, oh, you did? I, I went all the way uh, in. Yeah. Are those, are these ones that you also would- like now, is there anyone that you would want now or any type of Star Wars thing that you would want now? <laughs> you know, I'm not a collector. I don't, yeah. I don't, I, in that way, I'm not a collector and I don't have that kind of collector uh, mentality. Uh, as you saw, uh, I like, <laughs> yeah, I, clearly, yeah, I like to play with the stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have enough things. real disposable, uh, real, real disposable consumer there. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I mean, honestly, I have enough things in my life. I'm not allowed to touch. I have, an, I have enough, <laughs> <laughs> enough things that are off limits and I've had enough things that were off limits that, uh, yeah, that I just don't have that collector mindset yeah. when, and when I try to collect, I get real, uh, I get real fidgety with it really quickly. Oh, is that right? Uh, where I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I, I what, what am I going to do with this stuff? Where am I going to put this stuff? Like, if I'm not playing with it, if I'm not using it, uh, I have I have trouble with it. What I do want to do is access the memory of when I yes. played with it before. And to me, collecting doesn't do that for me. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, no, I, I need. That's to, interesting. I want to play with it. I want to. I want to have that day. Not just the the figure itself is almost ancillary. To oh me. wow! I See, that's have the experience. That's a, completely the opposite. For yeah. Me. For me, the memory is contained in the figure. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like I I just uh, it 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 is a it is a physical representation of a memory for me. Yeah. Um. Let me let me uh, throw out another one that yeah, I please. always wanted as a kid was the hollow core lightsaber. Do you remember they they released lightsabers that were plastic? They came in yellow, blue, and red. You're showing me a picture of them right now. Those guys. Those guys. Yeah. And when you would uh, when you would wave them around, they would make a. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted one of those. Hey, how big were those lightsabers in the movie? Oh, I think the handle was 11 feet long. It was 11 feet long. And I think the blade was 14 feet because yep. these things were huge. Those things are gigantic. Yeah, I, mean, I think that same cousin had one too. I don't think I ever owned one. Oh, did you have a rich cousin? No, he just had a lot of Star Wars weapons. Oh, okay. okay. But uh, yeah, that handle was ginormous. Huge. Yeah, funny. Do you remember the, uh, speaking of- How come uh, you never had one of these? Well, they were I like don't $9. know. I know, I have no you idea. You give the whole box now. When my parents were busy buying me AT-ATs and- yeah. uh, They said, you want this uh, lightsaber or this black hole book? I took the black hole book. <laughs> yeah, take All that. day. Yeah. yeah. That's the next Star Wars. Yeah, that's totally. Uh, who, who needs that old busted Star Wars when I got a brand new Disney Star Wars? What age did you realize those commercials for all these toys were sort of- playing with our like you're not going to have that same experience you don't have a backyard that has anything cool like i don't that think i ever realized okay. that in the same way that i never realized that any of the tv shows that i watched were just half hour long commercials for the toys that i wanted <laughs> right to. exactly like, it just never occurred to yeah, me yeah yeah i mean that that was up to tipper gore tipper yeah. gore knew that that was going on it yeah. wasn't it wasn't for me to do he man like the worst offender he-man of well, he created i mean we don't need to rabbit trail this too much but he man was the reason why kid vid legislation was passed oh really yeah yeah. oh that's fascinating yeah because it was like they basically just said they're half hour long commercials and you can't do that anymore oh wow that's fascinating when that legislation was passed the entire toy industry 
was disrupted. Interesting. And it's the reason wow. why, like, crazy. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to to take a look at the history of that. Oh. Uh, something that I would always love. See, this is interesting because you're not a collector, so I'm, I'm going to list off some things that I would just say, like, as an adult, oh man, I would love to have that. And you probably, I'm curious to get your reaction okay. to this. Okay. So, uh, something that I would love, I would sell all of my action figures. Wow. I would sell everything that I have, all my Star Wars action figures for a mint on mint card Darth Vader 12 back, which for for you, yeah, since you're not a collector, is. what that means is the original Darth Vader action figure 12 back uh, was the connotation of how many action figures were on the back of the card. Oh, okay. So they had only produced 12 right. uh, in the original the earliest run. run of earliest Darth Vader. run. Yeah. And so an original Star Wars Darth Vader mint on mint card uh, you know, just in pristine. I think that goes for like twelve hundred dollars. Oh, really? Like that on why on, Darth Vader in this scenario? Um, I think just because he is the uh, again because you're talking about an early figure. Yeah. And the figure that I think uh, encapsulates Star Wars mythos. Okay. Uh, as a whole, it's a figure is Vader. Yeah, it's a banner character. Banner character. Early in the production cycle. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't have a Princess Leia. I can't and, believe you didn't have a Princess Leia either, because I had I had her in everything. <laughs> You're like multiples. I did. <laughs> that sounded terrible, but but uh, but uh, yeah, I had I had, I had her in every yeah the, they the, made the her original in. original Princess yeah. Leia with the with the uh, the buns uh-huh. right. Yep. Uh, you had the Hoth Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. My favorite outfit, which which is the best Princess yeah, Leia outfit. Sporty Spice. The Sporty Spice outfit. You had the Bespin uh, red yep, gown the red. Leia. Uh, the end. Did you have the Endor Scout yep. Leia? Mm-hmm. And I think that was it. I think uh, mm, no. There was. There was uh, they never made a Jabba's Palace Leia. Slave Leia. They never made. Never made Slave Leia. They <laughs> made. Uh, oh, did they make a Ewok Village Leia in yeah, that original something line? Something like that with the the jarb with the drab. Uh, the one thing I want to just talk about that real quick. Let me get your memories on this, and then we will decide if we've talked enough about Star Wars. We probably have. Uh, I believe we're this probably was, the only two people listening right now. I care. I like this. Yeah, this is too. probably one of my favorite episodes. To <laughs> be honest real with talk. you, this yeah. is real podcasting. Yeah, yeah I like it. Um, I think it was this this Cloud City one. She came with like a little, like a more like a formal vesty thing that she would wear over. Yeah, it was like a it was like a long vest. Yeah, thing that she yeah. would wear, and you had to get her arms back. Yes, in order. To and put there that are in. these like vinyl loopholes, yep. and I just remember it was really hard to get that girl dressed. Uh, the same thing with. Uh, same thing really with anybody who had a cape the or cowl. The thing was so hard to It was. You had to up. bend them back and you had to bend those arms back and then slip the, the cape on. Yeah. My last memory of Star Wars stuff and then we'll, we'll close out this episode is that in 1983 Burger King did the Return of the uh, Jedi glasses. Yes. Uh, and this was a oh, this was a part of the 80s is that when movies would come out, they still do it now. But, but Not the, really, though. Yeah, like there would be a big to-do about the movie yes. where you'd go to Circle K and get some special, like higher quality item that you can yeah. get today. Yeah. Uh, and I really, do, I love this time of life where movie and, you know, Merchandise. Food, movie, <laughs> merchandise, food that's bad for you, and like a Saturday afternoon yes. kind of all collide into, like, I don't care about adult stuff. Like, right now, I'm, drink, I'm drinking sugary drinks out of a high-quality right. cup with a picture of something I like on it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, yes. and then being okay with that. But those uh, those Return of the Jedi glasses are things I look for when I find myself in little thrift stores oh, now like that yeah. because they made them before that. They did some in 78, 9, something yeah. like that, but the art on them was crazy. The Return of the Jedi Burger King ones in 1983. Did you ever have those? I did have them, and I and I had... Oh, no, it was E.T. I was mm. going to say, like, I found one rel- I recently, recently being within the last 20 years. Yeah. I found one, but it was E.T. Oh. 
Uh, also, I think stuff. from from Burger King or McDonald's. They did them, yeah. Like they, yeah, they did. I think yeah, they, they, they don't do that anymore. I love it. In fact, the last ones that I remember them doing. Uh, side note: the last ones I remember them doing were for like Batman Forever. Okay. Or Batman, Re- yeah, Batman Forever, and I uh, had these really intricately molded glass glasses. Are really cool. Oh, one last one that yep. you'll be surprised that I never had. Tell me, I never had a standard stormtrooper. I think I've heard this about you. It's so That's, weird. That is nuts. That's yeah. like I can't believe that. How do you play? I had snow troopers. Okay. They get a so hot though. I had a snow trooper. You that was the other thing is that my parents. I never got doubles of anything. Yeah. Uh, which I guess makes sense. Like if you're a parent, yeah. Why would you buy doubles of a figure? You, you have, have that figure. You don't you need another two one of those. them. Exactly. Move them into another location. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I never had a standard stormtrooper. I just had the uh, the snowtrooper. Let me ask you this: air conditioning on the Death Star, extremely expensive or very affordable? Vacuum of space, right? Uh, naturally cooled as a result. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say very affordable. Okay. Right. Yeah. On. Yeah. It's a good topic. Are we doing anything else? Great topic. Is there an action figure, Star Wars action figure? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of a good question. Oh, really? You don't have one? I don't have one. Oh, okay. I thought thought this was going to go R-rated for a second. The answer is no. There is (laughs) no. Is there a Star Wars Wars action figure you ever kissed? No. Uh, no. Probably. (laughs) I probably tried them all. I like robots the best. Hey, we talked about a lot of old Star Wars toys that were made a long time ago. We sure, we sure did. And I don't have anything exciting for you. I wanted to make something cool for you because I thought it'd be fun for the vlog. Oh, uh, but I didn't make anything cool for you. Is instead. this a twelve back Darth Vader? You got me a twelve back Darth Vader. Yeah, but I wanted to get you a Star Wars toy that was made today. Literally the newest Star Wars toy you could. The possibly newest one have, you could you could get. You could have. I don't know what these are. I tried my best. I needed something that would print really, really quickly. So <laughs> what I could is get this? It for the show. These are Imperial credits from the uh, from the clone uh, that the cartoon series. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So you're gonna have to paint them yourselves. This is gold, bronze, and silver. Oh my gosh! That I 3D printed for you right before the show. So I, so I had to get something that would print very quickly. Oh my gosh! I love these. Thank but, you. Uh, you can uh, you know put put a little primer on them and then hit them up with, or I can paint them for you. I got silver and. So gold did paint. these come from the? Uh, the Clone Wars TV show. Yes, Clone Wars TV okay, show. Okay, so these the credits. These, these yeah. are sort of packed into a uh, into a figure. No, I printed those on a 3D printer at my house. Uh, that seems paint to, those up. I'm gonna paint. Instagram, I'm gonna paint or, these up. Or I'll paint them up for I'm you. I'm gonna paint these up. I'm gonna, what do you think? What do you think? Like a good, uh, um, like a gold. You one of them's gold. One of them's silver, and one of them's bronze. I'm gonna have to buy three different types of paint for this. I have all that. Yeah, I should just paint them for you, but I had to do it for the show. You do it for the show. It's on the. It's on the. It's on the vlog. I love everything bit. about it. I'm not editing it. I'm leaving it in at 215. Two, two Forget the listeners. They can deal with it. We got a lot of good Patreon <laughs> Patreon stuff. From Kenner's Star Wars collection, each sold separately. Large-sized Darth Vader with his lightsaber. Princess Leia, champion of the rebel cause. With her defender, Luke Skywalker. He can swing him into action on his grappling hook. And load Chewbacca's laser crossbow. Star Wars large-size action figures, up to 15 inches tall, and ready for action. Large-size Darth Vader, Chewbacca, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, each sold separately from Kenner. Hey, everybody. Uh, well, boy, this has been just a this is an awesome episode. It was so much fun talking Star Wars. Yeah, we could do this for another four hours, and probably would. Yeah. Uh, but we. It's kind of what I thought the podcast was. Me, you, you, you took it in a very serious like. 
trajectory. Yeah, man. when we started this thing, you were like, "We'll just meander for a while." Yeah, I don't and care I'm like, what "No, no, no, about. structure. We yeah. need to have structure. People are expecting Imagineers, structure. famous people. That's we right. need to talk to them." And you're like, like, "No, I just want to hear about what." Uh, I just want to hear what, what you like. Tell me about your childhood, Scott. <laughs> you really just want to make this recorded therapy session exactly, more than anything else. Yeah. Well, you're not getting that. It was fun. It was fun. Hey, uh, we hope you had fun, everyone. This has been Bob Sons and Banthas. Uh, as you know, we release every week on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Number seven. Number seven on Amazon Podcasts. Make us number one. All right, go subscribe over there. Hit the like button. We really love that. Uh, If we're not where we should be, we want you to let us know so we can put the show there. Please be sure to subscribe, and we would love it, especially on Amazon right now. Subscribe there, but even more so, we would love it even more if you subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. Yep. And love it if you left us a review there. We'd like to know what you thought about the show, (laughs) and it really helps other people find out about it. Uh, We want to take a a moment to thank some of our listeners who have left us reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts. What you got? Specifically, Jan Danica. She writes, magical goodness all around. Love the show. It truly brings a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Wow. Thank you. Five stars. Not the universe? Joy and inspiration for the world, Aaron. Just the world? Or we mean world as in a global sort of, you know, system? All, all of it. Good, good. JD and A Productions, is that right? Uh, Jandanica Productions? Jandanica. Okay, cool, yeah. Is she a uh, is she a Dole Whips and Dark? I don't Dark know friends? that like that 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 handle sounds vaguely familiar. Not anybody I, I think I know, but I think they were a listener of my old uh, show. Oh, would you stop with your old I have show? Have to do it every episode. Your old show. Worry about this show. Right on. Five star. What else you got? You got another? Uh, another? I got another one from Doc One Two Three Four. Oh, who says great show, witty and snappy. You had me on episode four with the comment about the two of you mentioning that both of you are into Star Wars and Disney and not into sports. Hey, welcome <laughs> okay. to the club. Right on. Yes, also the Admiral Akbar conversation to eating nachos. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, that about- uh, Luke Skywalker had some nacho cheese. On, and his, on his thing, and Admiral Akbar was like, "Do you eat my nachos?" And Admiral, if if Admiral Akbar ate all the nachos, he'd be very honest with you about that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Luke would lie. He said, "Also, the Admiral Akbar con- confession to eating the nachos had me laugh out loud behind my mask while I walked by others. Nothing to look at here, folks. Great stuff. Five stars. Nice. Just awesome. Thank you so much. Go listen to episode. You want you can hear that in episode four. Where we, that that is a coronavirus Star Wars uh, episode that we did. That needs some loves. Go listen to that episode. Go listen to that. And when you're done, pop on over to uh, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star review. Correct and we'll, me if I'm wrong, but I spend most of that episode talking about Padme Amidala. You bounce between Padme Amidala and. Kira Knightley, who okay. plays uh, Padme Amidala's bodyguard, body double, yeah. whatever it is. You spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Hey, visit us at bobsandbanthas.com. You can email us, info at bobsandbanthas.com. Uh, if you want to do a collaboration with us, that'd be great. Please, again, uh, check out the Patreon. Patreon. Did your phone just go off in the middle of my outro? It so did, but it went off to remind me that I have to record bobsleds and banthas in 10 minutes. Oh, good. Because we used to record at 845. Yeah, now we just record until 845. <laughs> I know, it's so bad. Uh, hey, we would love it if you visit us over at Patreon. Again, patreon.com forward slash Bob says and Banthas. You know, chuck in a couple of bucks if you like to support the show. And if you not, if you don't want to do that, that's okay too. We appreciate you just listening here every week. Other than that, visit us on Instagram at Bob says and Banthas. Uh, and until next week, he's been Aaron. I break mint condition. I've been Scott and I cry a little bit. And we've been Bob Sins and Bantas. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night.
synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound, yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.